a dead black christmas by felpata lupin narrated by facing the north wind for hpfanfictalk.com the rating is n oh remus come on it won't be that bad remus stared at his wife disbelievingly it wouldn't be that bad was she kidding wasn't it annoying enough the fact that they were dead looking at her in that moment made it hard to believe that they were dead though she was beautiful he wasn't sure if she'd done it on purpose just to fit for the occasion but she resembled her mother in an astounding way that evening her hair cascaded long and silky on her back black as ebony her eyes were stormy grey and sparkling with excitement and anticipation her lips full and red which made him crave for a taste of them all her deportment elegant and aristocratic like only a worthy member of the noble and most ancient house of black could have Remus rolled his eyes at the thought, but then she approached him and put her arms around his neck, and her perfume of vanilla and strawberries filled his nostrils, inebriating him, making him lose completely any rational train of thought. "'Everything will be fine, I promise,' she whispered, smiling, her face only an inch from his. He had barely the time to give an unconvincing nod before her lips crushed onto his and she kissed him fiercely. He pulled her closer and deepened the kiss, losing a little bit more of his consciousness. Yet his mind still functioned enough to think how much he loved her and how much he hated not being able to ever tell her no. Once again, remind me just why we are doing this. Regulus smoothed his robes and flashed a cocky smile at his reflection in the mirror before turning to face his brother. "'Because it's fun,' he answered earnestly. Sirius really couldn't see the fun in it. He couldn't see the point of wearing dress robes like they were to attend a royal marriage or something. He couldn't see the point in wearing anything at all, to be honest. Or in mirrors, or in houses, or in dinners and food. Weren't they dead, for Merlin's sake? This was definitely not how he'd imagined heaven.' Regulus burst out laughing. Siri, really, you should see your face. You're hilarious. You should thank Merlin you're already dead, Reg. Otherwise? Sirius didn't answer, just huffed in annoyance, which made Regulus laugh even harder. Remus gulped at the sight of the tableful. A long rectangular table covered in an elegant Slytherin green cloth and all sorts of good things, not to mention the crystal glasses, the finest porcelain dishes and the pure silver cutlery. The table seemed to go on endlessly, with thousands of people sitting around it, generations and generations of well-behaved, pure-blooded blacks, having quiet, respectable conversations while they picked sparingly at the food. Um, Dora, he started sheepishly, okay, we come and taken a peek at things what about we just he was interrupted by an arm suddenly encircling his shoulders mooney sirius exclaimed cheerfully making remus jump startled what a nice surprise didn't expect you to come here today i didn't expect myself either remus said under his breath then forced a smile onto his lips as he turned to his old friend actually badfoot we just dropped in to say hello but i really think we should go now nonsense sirius said his voice jovial but giving him a pretty threatening look and tightening his grip around remus's shoulder a bit too much the unspoken warning was obvious don't you dare abandon me or i'll make you pay ah lupin long time no see regulus greeted appearing all of a sudden in front of him Remus resisted the urge to roll his eyes. Really, all blacks were 
so annoying, and shook his hand politely. Hello, Regulus. The boy then turned his attention to the woman holding onto his arm. And if this isn't your charming wife, he took her hand and brought it up to his lips gallantly. Blimey, Nipidora, you're stunning. For a moment I believed Drum had crossed the veil, and saying the last and only time I saw you, you were this little thing with purple hair. Dora's hair flushed red in anger for a moment at the mention of her given name. Don't call me Nipidora, she shouted a bit too loudly. Half the visible part of the table turned to look at the four reproachfully. That's what you get, letting muggle scum contaminate a respectable family a sneery voice said. Remus turned his attention back to the table, trying to identify the source. Sirius didn't need to. He would have recognised the voice anywhere. Oh, thought I heard something. Might have been my dearest cousin Bella? No, I think it sounded more like the mooing of a cow. Oh, wait, that means it was indeed my dearest cousin Bella. Ha! You think yourself so funny, Sirius, yet you weren't so cocky when I sent you through the veil, were you? Actually, I remember him grinning like a fool when he turned up here. Regulus intervened in the exchange with the sole intent of stating a fact. Sirius sent him a murderous glare, but it was nothing compared to the look of pure hatred and disgust on Bellatrix's face. You treacherous little thing. I had faith in you. I had hoped at least one of you would turn out to be decent. Instead, you deceived your family worse than your good-for-nothing brother. You betrayed the Dark Lord and his noble cause, and look at yourself now, surrounded by blood traitors, mudbloods, and even half-breeds. The Dark Lord's noble cause? Making himself immortal at innocent people's expenses, do you mean? Or do you still believe he cared about the welfare of pure-blood society, Bellatrix, even if muggles and muggle-borns could threaten it? And I still can't get how I believed that shit. Are you really so blind that you can't see how everything he did was only for his own personal profit? You! She screamed, jumping on her feet. You little, horrible... Bella, manners. Druella Rosia called from somewhere a bit further down the table. Bellatrix groaned in frustration but sat down and cut off the argument, just like her mother expected from her. Sirius couldn't help the grin spreading on his lips. He had to admit, out of all the freaked-out members of his family, Aunt Druella wasn't that bad. And don't smile that way, young man. Druella addressed her nephew now with the same reproachful tone. That's not the attitude of a well-mannered gentleman, and you're still in need of a haircut. You look thoroughly preposterous. The grin immediately slipped off his face. What had he just been thinking? That Aunt Truella wasn't that bad? He noticed in that moment that Reg was laughing shamelessly at him. He detected a little chuckle escaping Remus's lips, too. A sense of betrayal filled him, but he tried to hide it. Let's just sit down, he said darkly, and all four of them took their places. The dinner turned out to be quite enjoyable, as long as various family members didn't disrupt the four's aloof conversation. Fortunately, Bellatrix took good care not to address them any more, not even to ask for the cranberry sauce. Others came to greet or insult, it depended on the point of view, them though. The first to stop by was Uncle Alphard. He stumbled towards them, a goblet full of blood-red wine in his hand, and gave Sirius and Regulus a strong pat on their backs. Here are my nephews, he exclaimed through a hiccup. Can you believe it, Siri, that they that they cut me off the family tree for mentioning you in my testament? Your brother here was a bit of a rebel, eh, Rag? What do you say? Well, Regulus started awkwardly. Before he could think of a suitable answer, Uncle Alphard had already moved away, humming Odo the hero under his breath. 
Then came their father. Regulus, it's a real pleasure to see you, my son, he said to his youngest enthusiastically, or at least as enthusiastically as Orion Black could get. Hello, father. It's my pleasure and privilege to be here, Regulus replied haughtily. The mocking intent behind his words were evident, but Orion didn't seem to catch on to it as he continued to smile proudly at him. Then he turned towards his other son, and all traces of pride disappeared. Sirius, I didn't understand you would come too. Yeah, well, my pleasure and privilege and whatever else Reg said. Something hit his shin painfully, and he turned to glare angrily at his little brother, only to find him looking purposefully in the opposite direction. In the meantime, Orion had already turned his attention to someone else. Andromeda? he asked disbelievingly. <laughs> She's not Andromeda, Dad, Regulus said through a chuckle. She's her daughter, Nymphadora. Don't call... she started, but Remus put a hand on her shoulder warningly, and she bit her tongue and shut up. Her daughter, Orion asked, like daughters were a foreign concept to him. Then his eyes widened in understanding. Oh, yes, sure, I remember the little metamorph magus. Is that ability somehow linked to being related to goblins, I wonder? It never occurred to me that that could be the case. Related to goblins? Tonks asked, without understanding. Regulus made a tell-you-later gesture with his fingers, while Sirius burst into his bark-like laughter. <laughs> Obviously, he said through his laughter, and to werewolves too. Werewolves? Orion asked, abashed. Padfoot, shut up! Remus exclaimed pointedly. Sirius just kept laughing as Remus pouted and Regulus and Tonks rolled their eyes. Orion looked around the four perplexed for a while, then he turned to see his wife moving towards them too, and something which resembled panic appeared on his face. "'Your father,' he said hurriedly, addressing Tonks again. "'He isn't here, is he?' "'No,' said he preferred not to come. "'Wonder why,' Sirius muttered under his breath, only to receive another kick to his shin. "'Oh, well, that's a pity.' Orion commented, not sounding displeased in the slightest, relieved, if anything. I liked your father. He was quite an enjoyable man for a mud... um, muggle-born, I mean. I really have to go now. A pleasure to see you all. He'd hoped to catch with his wife before she could reach the end of the table and put up a tantrum about Sirius and Nymphadora's presence. He wasn't quick enough, though, while Berger Black was already standing right beside him. In the instant her eyes fell on her eldest, she started screaming at the top of her lungs about scum, traitors, shame of her flesh. It was nothing new to Sirius, who'd endured a lot of similar yelling from her portrait in Grimmauld Place during his last year of life. Didn't mean he found it by any means enjoyable. After her outburst, which Sirius avoided replying, her death made him wise? She hugged her other son affectionately. Regulus, it's just delightful to have you here, sweetheart. Thank you, mother. Then she locked arms with Orion and left, without even acknowledging Remus and Tonks's existence. How is it you're still the perfect son, while well, I am the shame of the family? Suppose it's all a matter of the haircut, big bro. Last but not least, while Regulus was in the middle of his explanation of all the goblins' ordeals, a new voice interrupted them again. Oh, thank goodness you're here. I thought I would go mad. James? Remus asked, abashed. What are you doing here? Could I ask you the same thing, Mooney. What are you doing here? Well, 
I, Dora, well, you know, my wife, don't you? A anyway, as I was saying, why are you here, Prongs? Sirius asked, interrupting Remus's babble. <sighs> Mum, James answered simply, rolling his eyes. Oh, Doria's here. That's lovely. I should go say hello. Where is she? Did Charles come too? James shook his head. Dad didn't come. I think they've been fighting for the last three weeks over it. In the end, he won. Wish I could escape Mum myself. Instead, every year I fall for it. If at least Lil's had come, but no. I have no intention to spend Christmas Eve being called filthy mudblood by a bunch of haughty people. You go if you really want to, he said in a bossy voice meant to imitate Lily's. Like I wanted to come. It's not that bad after all. Sirius said, surprising himself that those words had come out of his mouth. Not that bad, Padfoot. I was sitting next to Phineas Nigellas. Do you have a vague idea what that was like? I swear, if I heard another word about how better managed Hogwarts was when he was headmaster, I mean, if he was just comparing himself to Snivellus, I might have agreed, but... Given the circumstances, I think Severus wasn't bad at all as a headmaster, Remus pointed out. Both Sirius and James sent daggers at him. Since when he used Snivellus's defender, Remus? Since he sacrificed everything to protect your son and all the wizarding community from Voldemort, James. <laughs> Great job he did. He made Harry's life a hell. And you didn't do the same to him, did you? He was a slimy snooper. And you were an overbearing git. And you are a hypocritical bigot. And you two are making a fuss over nothing. I don't want Mother to come over here again to shut you off. Sirius interrupted the fight before it could get out of hand. James and Remus shut up, but kept glaring angrily at each other. Then suddenly a grin appeared on James's face. Hey guys, all this talking about Snivellus gave me an idea. Oh? Sirius asked, surprised and a bit concerned by James's sudden change of mood. This party is really dead, no pun intended. It needs a bit of motion, don't you agree? By motion, do you mean prank? Remus asked quietly. Have you become too old for some good mischief, Mooney? I thought you swore to be up to no good. Where's the marauder I used to know? He died. Ugh, you're such a killjoy, Remus. You with me, Patty? What do you have in mind? James's lips curved up in a devilish smile. Remus groaned and hit his forehead on the table. You know I hate you, right? Remus whispered while he proceeded on all fours along the table length, James and Sirius following close by, all thankfully hidden by the long cloth. Shh, you'll give us away, James replied louder than Remus had spoken. And you don't hate me, Mooney? I do! They stopped and produced their wands from their pockets. They pointed them at the wooden surface over their heads. Ready? Sirius asked as quietly as he managed. The other two nodded. The incantation wasn't the easiest, but they used a few variations of it already when working on their map, so they were confident it would work just as smoothly. They pocketed their wands again a few moments later and proceeded further. <sighs> These are the moments when I truly miss Wormtail, Sirius butted more to himself after the fourth reiteration of that process. 
he would be able to sneak in and out so easily would save us all the trouble well it's true he added defensively when james turned to him with raised eyebrows we don't have much further to go you two have become so boring must happen when you live past thirty sirius said flatly with a shrug when they re-emerged at their end of the table something like half an hour later they were met by regulus and tonks's concerned looks should i be worried the girl asked helping remus straighten again yeah probably he replied with an eye roll you know mother will kill you siri don't you regulus asked making absolutely no attempt to help him nah she can't i'm already dead he replied unfazed what exactly did you just wait and see james interrupted tonks mid-sentence and in fact right in that moment from somewhere further down the table they couldn't see came a woman's outraged shout how dare you james and sirius were giggling already while remus brought his glass to his lips feigning innocence and tonks and regulus exchanged a worried look unable and not really willing to guess what was going on more offended cries raised from random points of the table but it wasn't until bellatrix jumped on her feet and pointed her wand straight at her husband's chest that james and sirius actually burst into booming laughter who did you call a lunatic whore i beg your pardon rodolphus replied to his credit incredibly dignified considering the deranged look his wife was giving him james and sirius were laughing so hard they had tears in their eyes bellatrix turned her rage to them you you did this didn't you did what make dear roddy finally admit what he really thinks of you sirius regulus whispered warningly but sirius ignored him as he kept smiling pleasantly at his cousin bellatrix's eyes narrowed with hatred and regulus moved away from his brother a little just in case and then ah! everyone turned druella rosia was standing staring with horror at the big purple stain in the middle of her chest on her otherwise flawless creamy dress in front of her alfard was standing too anger etched on his face and his now empty goblet of wine still in his hand for a moment there was absolute silence all over the table no one dared move or even breathe waiting for the inevitable catastrophe to come you drunken wastrel and Joella picked up with her hand some mashed potatoes from her plate and threw them to her brother-in-law. It was all the encouragement everyone needed, and soon generations of well-behaved, pure-blooded blacks were on their feet, blindly throwing sauces and vegetables at each other, their elegant dresses and perfect hairstyles now stained and ruined, food flying everywhere. "'I can't believe this is happening!' regulus murmured mere seconds before sirius emptied the cranberry sauce bowl all over his head as answer regulus picked up an entire chantilly cake and pushed it onto his brother's face a quarter of an hour later the five friends were marching away from the party in the food fight still going on all covered head to feet in cream potatoes and salad leaves and wearing amused grins i will admit it reg you were right this was actually fun sirius said throwing an arm around his little brother's shoulder it was wasn't it james said content we should do this again next year but are they even allowing us to come back next year remus wondered frowning they can't prove we did anything can they james replied with a shrug need to hurry now or lily will kill me again <laughs> has she done that often tongues asked chuckling 
a couple of times, maybe. Well, I'll see you guys. Bye. James hurried off, almost running. Tonks blinked, perplexed. Did he mean it? Like, was he serious? Nope, I am serious. Dunno, he might. I mean, Lily can be vicious at times, Remus replied carefully, ignoring Sirius's comment. Well, you know what happens now, don't you? Regulus asked, to no one in particular. No, what? Sirius replied, giving his brother a wary look. Time to go open the presents! <laughs>